A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The round one, team lists are here. We're going to kick it off with the Eels and the Storm, guys. So exciting each and every year getting to see these teams. There are a few uh, shockers, let's be honest. Guys that were hoping they were going to make the squads that aren't going to be in there. And I'm going to provide plenty of detail into each of these guys and you know, potential output over that first few weeks, which is going to be super important. Is it going to be enough to hold these types of cash cows especially? Are your guns fine? Are your value guys going to get exactly what you need out of them? All the questions we're going to ask, guys. So we'll dive into those there. Tomorrow, we'll be going through a big full player Bible. My thoughts on all of them, especially all those cash cows and, and how they're going to go. I do have a live stream tonight with the private group and also Thursday night, just before that first game, where we'll really deep dive into a few of these players. If you want more information, I'll give you a good idea in this video, guys, if they're going to be a great option or maybe someone to avoid. If you want a deep dive analysis into all those guys, jump in that private group. Plenty of, plenty of prizes and everything up for grabs. Eels v. The Storm. There's plenty to talk about here. Clearly, always. The Eels, the biggest thing here is the back rowers. And the first thing we want to talk about is Bryce Cartwright makes his return back into a relevant option, really, in, in NRL fantasy terms. It's been a long time since Cartwright has been the gun scorer of the past. He's had a few random games with the Eels, if we're talking recent history. But a lot of his bigger games came at six, came in the back row when he was playing at the Panthers, for example. So Cartwright definitely comes in into contention. But the big question mark here is what could happen? Thankfully, it is the first game of the round. But what could happen in that last hour before uh, that game starts? We do have some options on the bench. Jack Murchie could come in for either Cartwright or Dury, who is our other solid option. Both of those guys, Cartwright and Dury, at 250k for your side. So... I would probably be taking one of them. Just looking at a couple of the other guys that we're looking to pick up at the cheap price point haven't been named, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But I think one of them has to be in your team. Which one will it be? Cartwright probably has a bit more upside, let's be honest. Dury has been an average general player at best at this point, and I hope that he's grown and, and got in, obviously, into, into the Eel system, which is, which is great, and it gives him uh, plenty of chance here to come out and do well. Cartwright has plenty of games in him above that 50 mark. Dury does not. Cartwright can also come out and get a 15 in you know, 60, 60 minutes there, which you'd expect for Dury to be about you know pretty stock standard around that 30 to 35 if he gets that 60 minutes. But let's look at that bench. So Momosia is an edge. Jack Murchie is also an edge who could play some time through the middle. 
I had a little bit of interest in guys like Makatoa as well. My main worry here is how many minutes will Greg get? He's not someone to be a big minute type of guy across his career so far, but this is a chance that he can get. You know, you're looking at guys like you know, Judah Bolo there and also Campbell Gillard, who are going to be that sort of 55-minute type players. Hopgood should be playing big minutes there, so he's a must-have in your side. But those two guys there, we're going to be splitting minutes here. And I'd say Makatoa probably gets 40. And I'd say for him, 40 minutes is going to be to get somewhere in that mid-30s. And, you know, that's going to be the low end. I'd say low to mid-30s. And then the high end, probably a 45, just as in his base, if he can get an offload or a tackle break or something in there. That's where you can get that. So Makatoa, just over 300, I think is solid there as well. Cartwright and Dury, again, splitting hairs as to who you're going to pick. It's a little bit of a gamble on that one. And then they got Jake Arthur in the 18. I was really hoping for a few of these guys' sakes that Jake Arthur would come into the 14 role, which is still a chance. Obviously, we'll find out uh, on game day there. And they're the first game of the round, which is very, very helpful. Very much the same with our other guys here and that of the Storm players. And what we did see here is some great namings, which is exactly what we wanted, of Will Warbrick. Those who are interested in Remus Smith was awesome as well. And then, obviously, Harry Grant being there, Trent Lioro, and Eli Katoa. So, very, very good result for anyone who was looking at both Trent and Katoa. Okay, let's look at the interchange bench there for those two guys, and how many minutes do we uh, predict they're both going to get. Ultimately, here, you've got guys like Chris Lewis, who can play some time on an edge. Tyron Wishart is going to be your utility type of guy, so you can play a little bit anywhere. If there's an injury, he's going to come on for that one. Jordan Grant, Alec McDonald are going to be those forwards in there. So I would actually expect big minutes from at least one of them. So Trent or Katoa there to get that 80 minutes. I think one of them will get it. One probably plays 55 to 60 minutes. And I think either way, obviously, if you're only picking one of them, you want your guy to play the 80. But I still think either way, at 60 minutes for either one of them, or 55, whatever that's going to be, if Chris Lewis has uh, spent some time on an edge, I think either one of them is going to do well. So just keep that in mind. Harry Grant, obviously a great option there. Munster as well. Hughes, I think I want to see him and how he plays going forward. Will Warbrick, he's in my side. He'll be locked in, whether it's starting or in the emergencies. Either way, he will be in my 21. So just be aware of that, guys. My team reveal will come out on Thursday, so you'll see it all. Anyway, Remus Smith, I just have him as a little bit too expensive to be a really important player in your side. Nelson Asofa-Solomona there. He is a important player in this side, clearly. So he's one of those guys that could get you a boom 55, given his price of 43, or he could be that sort of 40 to 45 type of guy that he does, uh, that he ends up being a lot of the time. So does he step up? Obviously, the game's really fast. He's a huge body. So I wouldn't expect him to get any more than 55 minutes, guys. Just be aware of that. They're like, oh, you might have to play big minutes. Welsh should be more of that guy that would play the bigger minutes. And Josh King, they're the two guys. Nelson, obviously a bit more of an impact kind of guy. Couple of stints down that field, a 30 and a 25, I would expect there. Joe Chan missed out, and he's in the reserves, guys, so don't stress about him as of yet. I think if you want to go Lioro or Katoa, lock them in. All right, that's the first game. Just remember, guys, that Dragons have a buy in this first one. That creates the even eight games there. You got the Warriors v. the Knights in the next one, and the biggest things to think about and, and look for here was uh, CNK, Chancellor Cookstar. There, he gets that one position. If you'd like him at 372, I think there's worse options out there in the wing fullback position. You've got Tomate Martin there. He, obviously at 310, is going to be a solid pick for most people there. Wing fullback and the half jewel. I think his base stats is what sets him apart from some of the other cheap guys. So at worst, you can think of maybe getting a 25, which makes him a little bit of cash. But for him to go up that next level, he needs to run the ball a bit and obviously get some attacking stats you know, in those 30s and 40s there. So some games it'll be hard for him to get and other games I think he'll get like a 25. So if that's enough for you in that wing fullback position or the half position, 
then go for it. Guys like Wade Egan, it probably looks good for him to be in close to 80 minutes. So if you're looking at Wade, he's going to be pretty solid there for sure. Mitch Barnett, I think he's probably got a little bit of upside there, but not too much. Same with Neocore. Big question marks here is in this edge. So you can see in each of the teams we've gone through so far, there's plenty of contention around that edge position and plenty of value for us fantasy coaches. So with Ford, he's at 340 and has the dual position as well. What we're looking at with their bench is Walker playing some decent minutes through the middle. Bunty Afoa being a middle, Tom Ale being a middle as well, and then Josh Curran probably spitting, splitting some time on one of those edges. We did see in the trial, and this is probably how it's going to line up, that he came on for Nia Kore, who moved into the middle of the park. Ford and Nia Kore played close to that 55 to 60 minutes. And for Nia Kore, that's not going to be enough. We need him to play 80. But for Jackson Ford, the 55 to 60 will be enough with his work rate. So if you think this team is going to look something similar to what that happened, what happened in that second trial then Ford is a solid pickup for you. And he's going to make some cash and he's going to be worth playing in your 17. So that's really all I need to say on the Warriors. Apart from the fact that uh, Viliami Vailea, he unfortunately didn't make the squad. You got Braden Viliami, which is very interesting. He comes in. I just don't see him as being an option in a team that's not going to be amazing to start the year. They might improve, but um, he's never been a great scorer, to be honest with you. Okay, we move to the Knights. And obviously some excitement around a few guys like Lockie Miller. Well, I just think his base stats between tackle breaks and run meters is going to be enough for him to get his break even currently. And then any attacking stats on top of that are going to net him well uh, to make you some cash. So Lockie Miller is going to be locked into my side. Uh, yeah, just a solid player. Loves the ball in his hands there. A few people talking about Bradman, Be Bradman Best there. I think that he's okay. I'm probably going to leave. I'd be leaving him out personally. You're Callum Ponga again, an okay option, but a risk. Jackson Hastings, I think he will still have a great start to the season. I'm projecting about a 50 for the opening part of the season, and that you know, gives you about five points of value there. And you know, at, at that cheaper price, if you're not going with Adam Dewey, then Hastings uh, or Sammy Walker are going to be your guy. Didn't see enough from the Saifidi brothers. I still think Braley is a great option, guys. If you're looking at him as a cheaper option in the hooker position, then he's going to be great also. Unfortunately for Adam Elliott's lovers and owners, I do like him as a player, but unfortunately he's on the interchange bench with Kurt Mann in the 13. So Elliott's coming back from injury, guys. Just be aware of that, that he might end up back in that 13 role. But at this stage, we're going to leave him out. He's not going to be uh, making that side uh, any one side is what I'm what I meant there in, in the fantasy world. Fitzgibbons on the on the edge there. Don't look at him. Frizzell's half an option for sure. And then they interchange. So they've got their utility guy in Crossland, and then they've got Hetherington who could play some time between edge and also middle if he needed to. Elliot will play middle, and Leo Thompson will be uh, one of their forwards there. So Elliot and Leo Thompson working through the middle, and Hetherington being that guy that could split between and Crossland the utility. In terms of reserves, not too much to think about there. You've got Brody Jones in there. It looks like he's missed out, unfortunately. So that is that game there, guys. Hope you're enjoying this. If you haven't uh, seen much of me before, hit subscribe, guys. There's plenty of videos coming out each and every week. Looks like there's going to be over 10 videos a week on Fantasy, one on Supercoach, which will be fun as well. Panthers feed the Broncos. So we were hoping for a nice, cheap outside back in Jesse McLean, and that wasn't to be. This makes a lot of sense that Taruva gets first crack. He deserves it. He's been playing great. Uh, obviously played great for Fiji, and he has done a good job when he's played for the Panthers in the in the few games that he has. So just unfortunately that Taruva is just too expensive, I think, to start the year with, guys, especially with the buy in round three. I'd rather go for To'o over, over Taruva. And very high chance that To'o is going to go to that left side, Taruva on the right, with Crichton there, Tungle and Brian To'o on the left. I still think Cleary is an amazing option, guys. Most likely going to be my captain to start the year. Uh, and you know, if anyone's watching the Panthers documentary, it's very hard to, to keep a lot of these guys out of your side watching that, that's for sure. 
Leota and Fisher-Harris really dominating through uh, that first episode for sure. Mitch Kenny, guys, we've got Sonny Luke on the bench, so scrap Kenny. He won't get the minutes that he needs. He needs 65, 70 plus to be worth it in your side. Garnum gets that spot, guys, and we see Hosking in the 18 jersey. So really, I don't see any smoke and mirrors here. This is kind of how we thought it would line up. Hosking next cab off the rank. If there's an injury to Martin or Garner, we'll see Hosking. I did want to see Hosking there just because he does score better. I still think Garner's going to be great, guys. He had a bit of a shocker in the wet uh, in his first game for the Panthers. You know, new team, bit of in a bit of a cauldron in that first game. This will be a, a, a tough game against the, the Broncos, but he has a lot of NRL experience and it's going to be dry. I think it's going to be completely fine for him. So I wouldn't be stressing about taking him in your side. Sonny Luke there, great amount of talk about him going to be getting 40 to 50 minutes coming on in about that 30-minute mark and having Mitch Kenny move into the middle. Give Sonny Luke that time to, to apply his craft and his trade there in, in, the, uh, in the hooking role, which would be great. If he can get that, then you'd expect at least a 25 or 30 out of him, which makes him plenty of cash at 250K. Uh, and any injuries to Kenny, then looks like he would get some bigger minutes. And their middles are going to have Sorensen, Lenu, and then Jamin Salmon could play a little bit everywhere as well. A little bit of time through the middle. He could play, uh, obviously, in the halves as well, which is great. So any injuries to there? I think they're pretty solid in that position. Very tough to, to not see Eisenhuth, Hosking, Peachy in that uh, in that team. But shows how stacked that the Panthers are. So, yeah, that's that. That's them. Moving to the Broncos. Selwyn Cobo gets the one jersey. Reese Walsh is out for round one, guys. So scrap him from your teams. Cobo, I wouldn't be jumping to pick up. He probably will score well. They are against the, the Panthers there. So I think just leave him out. Katoni Staggs, a great option. Herbie Farnworth, also solid, but... A little bit too expensive, I think, especially when you can pick stags there. Jesse Arthurs, a cheaper guy. Should do well, but not in this game, I doubt. Ezra Mam, a solid option as well. Same as Reynolds at Mam is improving uh, year in, year out. He was great in that trial on the weekend as well. And then you got guys like Jensen, who I just don't, I just think they're too expensive. Payne Haas, most likely in my side. He's going to have a great year, I think. Ricky, Capewell, avoiding them guys. Carrigan is going to be a great pick as well. So score somewhere in the 50s for you. In terms of their interchange, you've got Palacia, Flegler, and Tapao going to come through the middle. So you'd expect big minutes from Capewell and Ricky. The question here is, how many minutes do guys like Payne Haas get? How many minutes does Jensen get? You'd probably expect about 40, 45 from Jensen, which can be covered by guys like Tapao. Haas, Carrigan, again, somewhere in the 60 mark. So maybe there's 20 available for Palacia and sort of 40 or so for Flegler as well. So just minutes-wise... Can, can be a little bit difficult uh, to predict as well with those the Payne Hasses and the Carrigans as well. There will be games where they both play some really big minutes, but will that be in round one? That is a good question. So just be aware of that if you're looking to be Hass and, and Carrigan there in that squad. Okay, Eagles and the Dogs there. I will be at this match at Brookie, which is going to be fun. Uh, Dad's, a do uh, Dad's a Manly fan. My brother's a Dogs fan. Uh, so that'll be fun there. And obviously my Cowboys for those that aren't, aren't sure. But the Eagles there, there's plenty to talk about as well. We see Cooper Johns get his first game, uh, gets his first chance. Uh, and the biggest one people were thinking about was K.O. Weeks. And he actually ends up on the interchange bench in number 14. So is he an option? I personally think you can wait and see the type of role he's going to play. Is he going to play the type of role that Dylan Walker played through the middle there and sort of getting some decent minutes and you know being able to show his skills? Let's find out in round one and make our decision from there. I think that's going to be the easiest way to play it. In terms of guys that will play some decent minutes off the bench, it's really only going to be Josh Aloe. And you look at the number 13 role, Kepi gets that. I think Aloe can easily play that 13 role and Kepi could get it. Question mark. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. ...around him, he has never really scored well. If he gets some decent, like, big minutes, like a 50-minute roll, then, of course, we have to pick him up. But again, we don't know, and I think you can just hold off on guys like him, Twalangi there, uh, and you know other guys potentially, I think are good pickups as well, like Cola and and DCE and, and Tom Trebojevic. There's a lot of guys that definitely have some interest, but I'd like to see how they play first. The team had a, a shocker end of the year. I want to see how they play. I want to see how the individual players play as well, and then we can make a decision on those guys there. In terms of reserves, not too much to talk about there. They're not guys that are going to be fighting too much. It was really just Gordon Chen come Tom who was potentially going to play that 14 role. Again, he could move into that now, but I you know, I expect most of the time, this round one teams, unless there's injuries, this is how they're going to run out, just to give as much prep as possible. Okay, unfortunately, we've got some news on Luke Thompson that he is out. So that changes a few things in this Bulldogs pack. I actually thought we were going to get Jacob Preston, which was the talk. The talk was him definitely getting a round one start. But now it sounds like, you know, found out new Brown's going to get some new Brown. Sneakily gets the 13 role. If you look at his price point, he's over 400K, which is way too much, I think, with his role not being real clear. Preston is someone I'm still interested in because you look at this interchange, guys, and you've got Jaden Tanner who wouldn't have played unless you know Luke Thompson was, was out, and he is. So Jaden Tanner comes in. I expect limited minutes from him. I'd probably expect a 40-minute role from guys like Preston because guys like Pele, maybe a 30-minute role. Still 30 minutes, guys, for Franklin Pele is going to be worth it. We've got TPJ and Thompson out for probably the first three weeks. We'll find out more on Thompson in the next day or so, hopefully, as to how his injury was. We did get helped off the field by two guys, so be aware of that. Pele will be good enough with 30 minutes. But again, if we're talking minutes-wise, guys, Tanner and Pele, probably not big minutes. They're two middles there. Corey Waddell can cover some edge, which, you know, does RFM play the full 80? Not sure. I can really see Preston coming in and playing some time through the middle and potentially on an edge for Raymond Fatella-Marina. And really, I think that gives him enough juice, enough sort of minutes there to get the points that he needs. So Preston, I think I'm potentially locking into my side. 
Uh, but hopefully we find out a little bit more on Luke Thompson and we can make that decision. Still a risk, obviously, guys, but he's someone that the dogs have massive wraps on. And if there's any injuries further into this team, especially the edge guys, then he'll be the first cab off the rank and someone that you'll want in your side. So that's what I'm thinking at the moment. If we're looking down the line, you've got guys like Ryan Sutton who come in with a little bit of value, extra value now. Do we think he's going to get the same amount of minutes? I think so. I reckon about that 50 mark gives him a decent amount of value. He's a little bit up and down. It could get you a 30, it could get you a 50. So if you want to go someone a little bit alternative in that low 400s there in the mids, then he can be that type of guy at the full 40 mark. So that's that. Cheeky, for sure. Max King, I'm expecting some big minutes out of him for the first couple of games as well, which would be cool. Reed Marnie, if you're interested in him, no issues. Alamotti, I think you lock him into your sides, guys. Looks like he's locked that spot down like we spoke about. Hayes Perham, a little bit worried on the other hand. How's he going to go? If he comes out and goes great, he'll keep his spot. If he doesn't, I can see him losing it to Avrilo. Uh, they can do a few different things in this squad. Matty Burton, I still see him as averaging that mid 50s there across the season. How he'll go from the start is my biggest question mark. How the dogs will go. When the dogs start playing well, he will score incredibly well. He'll have 70s and 80s, but does he get 30s and 40s at the start? Will you take the risk? I'm probably not, but you can. Interesting team, that's for sure, with all the injuries. We go to Cowboys and the Raiders, guys. Big thank you all for you, all of you for watching through the preseason as well. I'm absolutely loving doing this video. There's plenty to talk about, as always. Okay, with those cows, Scotty Drinkwater, a great option in your side, guys. Other than that, really, you're looking at Reese Robson. Will he get the big minutes in the Townsville Heat in these first bunch of games? That is a big question mark for him. The Raiders guys won't be doing it. They'll be splitting between Danny Levi and Starling. Will Robson play the big minutes, or will he split it a little bit with Granville? Big question mark. Not sure. We'll probably find out. Well, we definitely will find out. Uh, are you going to take that risk? I'm personally not at this stage. Very similar with Cotter. I'm very interested with him. There's talk that he'll play 80 in some games. Awesome. Will he do that in 30 degrees? in the first few weeks? Probably not. So I think you can hold off on Cotter. And if things go the way that we hope them to be, I think really every third or fourth game, he'll play that 80 minutes or close to it, right? 70, whatever it is, uh, and, and score absolutely incredibly. But can you take the risk to get him from the start and hope for that or wait a little bit? I'm indifferent. Obviously, I want to uh, try to get a Cowboys guy on my team. And he's probably the guy I'm looking at at this point. But for this stage, it's probably a no. I'm not exactly sure though. Uh, and then very interesting as to how they were going to play that 14 role. It looked like it was always going to be Granville. They did well with him there last year. Everyone was talking about Rapana in the one position. He said he came out and didn't want to play it. Getting a bit old. Wanted to stay on the wing. So Seb Chris is going to be there. There's no interest in Seb there. He hasn't really had a lot of practice there, to be honest with you. So let's avoid him for now. Harley Smith Shields end up in that four position. So how does this work? Does he get that spot for the first six or seven weeks with Xavier Savage out? I think so. What happens if Chris doesn't go too well? Does he go straight back into the center position? Who comes in and plays that fullback position? Do you pick one of these guys in the reserves? I don't think so. Do you pick their interchange? No, it's probably going to be moving around here. So Harley Smith Shields could probably move from center to a wing. At worst, if Kotrick takes it or however they want to play it. But Harley Smith Shields in the centers, I think is going to be a solid pick, guys, at 250K. So have him in your mind as well. Jamal Fogarty is going to be a good pick also. Probably a 50 to 55 type of average, so a little bit of value there. Not too much, but something there. And I think he's going to be solid with the goal kicking and everything of the like there. Joe Tarpany gets a 10-roll, guys. If you want him, I think you lock and load. He's going to have a great season. I'm going to want him at some point. Most likely not at round one at that, uh, at that price. But there's so many good mids and edges at the moment. I'm going to avoid, but I think he's great. In terms of the interchange, Emre Gula... Horsburgh, they're going to be their two main middles. And you got Mariotta, who I don't know a lot about, actually. Uh, you wouldn't expect big minutes out of him. It'd be Horsburgh 
getting the big sort of 45 to 50 minutes and then Gula probably that 35-ish and then, you know, Starling and Danny Levi splitting that and Mariotta, uh, you know, splitting, uh, taking someone's minutes there, whether it's a little bit of Corey, Corey Harawira and Naira, whether it's a little bit of Whitehead, they'll, uh, they'll work that out from there. Okay, moving down the line there, we've got a couple more games to go, guys, with the Sharks and the Rabbitohs, the last game on Saturday night. Very exciting, but unfortunately, we don't get to see Nico Hines, which a lot of people were very interested in. Trindle's just been named, and Nico, was, there was talks of him potentially playing and getting a, going through a fitness test, but he obviously failed that today. Uh, so unfortunately, he'll be out round one. Looks like he'll be fine for round two, guys. So I would personally hold off on Hines. Either go a little bit cheaper in the halves position or pick Cleary, you know, whether you go Adam Dewey and Tanner Boyd for round one and, and save a little bit of cash to go to Hines, or you just go straight to Cleary. Uh, you can make that decision yourself there on that one. But in terms of the other guys in the Sharks outfit, really, how much is there to talk about? Probably Teague Wilton. That's about it. Looks like here they've got four forwards on the bench, which makes it a little bit tough. Does he play 65 minutes? How many minutes does Fanu can play? Helen Ueli uh, isn't going to be a big minute guy, which is ideal uh, for, for those guys. But there'll probably be a mixture of Jack Williams, Kafusi, and Graham playing like that 30 minutes each, and then McInnes getting that 50. So Wilton can still probably play close to 80, and he's still very much an interest in my side, and I think he should be uh, an interest in your side as well. They've got all the young guns on the, on the, uh, on the reserves as well. So... Again, not so much to talk about them until they make a side. Bunnies, on the other hand, I still think Isaiah Tass is, a, is a going to be a good option. Isaac Thompson got that spot. Do you pick him in your side and hopefully he scores well in round one and keeps that spot over someone like Tane Milne? Make that decision. Uh, so you're going to do it. Cody Walker, I think, will have a good season, a better one than last year, but do you take him at the start with their tough draw? Lockie Elias, I think, again, has some value, so he could be a solo on your side. Totola is going to be a good one as well. I think he's going to score really well in these opening weeks up against some tough, op tough opposition there and getting plenty of base stats. And you've got guys like Damian Cook, who's going to be a keeper all year. Cam Murray as well. Do you build your team around Cook or Murray or both? Interchange. So we've got Taff as the, uh, yeah, the utility, which is ideal for minutes for Murray, for example. Shaq Mitchell, Davin Wiley, Michael Cheekham, all not big minute guys. So expect Murray to play some big minutes early. Uh, there's no Jacob Host. So I think this really actually helps guys like Murray, guys like Totola, um, in these first few weeks. They have guys like Hame Sele, who unfortunately did not make the side, carrying that little bit of an injury. So does Davin Wiley get the minutes that we're looking for in this first few weeks? You know, Nowhere to be seen is anyone of note that's going to play some big minutes. So really strange that Jacob Host didn't make that team at all. So I think Murray really benefits from this, guys, and Totola. So just be aware of those two guys. Davin Wiley will be good as well. Okay, last couple of games here. Dolphins v. the Roosters. Not too much to say on the Dolphins' side. I still think Hamiso is a trap, guys. I'd be avoiding him. Uh, Isaiah Katoa, I think he's going to be someone that you just need to plug in your side. He's going to have some ups and downs. He'll have some 15s and 20s, and then he'll have some really good scores. So just be aware of that with Katoa. Gilbert, I think, is a little bit of a, a trap as well, guys. And then you've got Nichols, who's unfortunately got the bench position. I don't know if it matters too much. Him and Jared Wallace, I think, are playing just as well as each other. So... Either way, one of them was going to get on the bench, but they'll play similar minutes there. Ray Stone gets that interchange spot. Kurt Donahue, uh, SESA, Nichols Stone. So plenty of middles on this team. How many minutes are they all going to get? That's my worry with guys like Stone. I can see probably 20 minutes, 25 minutes. But again, we're going to have to find out how that looks. Anthony Milford in the 21 jersey, but yeah, has been axed. So I doubt that he's going to be making that side at all. And then the Roosters, guys. Teddy's going to be an awesome option, guys. I'm definitely interested in him. Corey Allen gets the fourth position, unfortunately, with Joey Manu out just to start the year. Looks like it'll be a game or two for Joey, so 
yeah, just a, we weren't going to start with him anyway. So looked him from round five, six, seven, that type of style. Sammy Walker is definitely an interesting one. I think he's going to do really well. Moving to the halfback position, he did well at the back end of last year. So think about him. Suali'i, he's going to be solid as well. Again, do you want to pick him first game in the centers? Probably not. Brandon Smith, guys, in terms of the interchange, all they've got is Drew Hutchinson on the bench. So I would still expect 60 minutes, 65 minutes from Smitty, depending how the game's going. If they're smashing him, he'll come up early for sure. Uh, loves you know scoring a try or something like that, then, then get his ass off the field. So uh, that's it for, for Smitty there. Egan Butcher, I still find, is, is going to be an awesome option. Most likely going to be in my side as well. If you're looking at the interchange there, lots of middles, and they're going to need that and with Drew Hutchison being the utility. So I'd expect Egan and Nat to play close to 80. Bradley splitting a few minutes there, 20 or so with some of them. Lodge, 45 to 50. Same with Collins. Smithy taking a bit of a break. So Egan, Nat, lock them in for 80 minutes and both going to be good options in their side. Su, Su Wong is on that reserves bench and same with uh, Turpin. Turpin could come in any, at any stage, but if they just go with Drew, who I think deserves the spot, then yeah, it's going to be fine for, for those options there. Okay, let's finish this off. Tigers v the Titans there. If you're looking at the Tigers side of the ball, Tommy Talau makes, uh, you know, gets a, gets a spot outside Dewey, which is going to be great. Naden deserves that as well. He had a really good preseason. Dewey, I think, is a great option. Tommy Talau with the dual position probably needs to be in your size now that Jesse McLean didn't make it. Utokamanu, I still think that he's a little bit of a trap. How many minutes is he going to get now? What's going to happen with uh, Bateman when he comes back? He should be on that edge. And that's the big, the next biggest question as well. After Utokamanu, I think that I'm not sure that he has the legs or the minutes that he's going to get, you know, that 40 points or close to it to make enough cash, unfortunately. 38 points, whatever we need him to get. I think he's a risk, but if you want to go for it, that is okay. He's less risky just than Sean Bloor, but obviously at a much higher price. So Blory should score well in this first game. In terms of guys to take a few minutes from him, we've got Asil Kapoa, who showed that he has uh, plenty of ability, which is good. Offengawi will play... Pretty solid minutes. I wouldn't expect crazy minutes given he's coming off a little bit of an injury. Probably he'll get the 80. Clem will play big minutes. Coruscant should play some decent minutes as well, but he's got Simkin with him to cover that. Uh, so when you've got Simkin to cover a few Coruscant minutes, that means you know just decent minutes for all the other guys. So Uto, can he get the 50? That's the big question mark there. Twal, Pole, all guys that can play some decent minutes through the middle. So that's that. Blory, again, just a slight worry on, on him there, but Seyfarth is not named which is good for his prospects. Blory will score well in round one, well enough to, to make your, your starting side, which is going to be good. But can you, will you play him and will you select him? That's the question. All right, Cam Pereira. He's in the uh, Titans side like we thought he was going to be. If you want to pick him, I think his spot's fairly safe. Like he's had a really good uh, preseason as well. Getting that four tries in that game was, was lovely. Um, so I think if you want him, no stress with getting him in your side. Tanner Boyd as well, lock him in for the season. Verrills will be solid. He doesn't really have anyone to take minutes off him, which is good. Fafita's going to be good as well. Same with Tino. And then Aaron Clark, named on the interchange bench, is absolutely painful for those guys that want to select him. He won't get in the mid-jewel now. And minutes-wise, is he going to get 45 or 50? That's the question. You've got Mo Fodawaka there as well for a big minute middle. Isaac Liu, I think, deserves his spot anyway. So uh, how they're going to rotate Isaac Liu in a little bit in the middle. You'd imagine Clark in at 13 as well. Are they going to be the huge minutes for, for Asula Malawi that we're going to want or need for him to get in your side? Jolliffe, probably not big minutes, 40 for him. And then you're looking at you know, Mo Fodawaka taking probably all of the, the rest of his minutes, a couple of uh, Tinos, 10, 15. If you can do that, then Tinos going to be great. Uh, you've got Aaron Clark to split minutes or so with Isaac Liu. 
Stimson, does he get a chance to take any minutes off the feet or something? All the big question marks uh, there. But that's the uh, that's the video, guys. I hope you uh, really enjoyed Team List in round one. Thank you so much again for being here in the preseason. If you're looking to join the private group, guys, you've got a couple of days to get in there to be eligible for half the prizes. Links in the description. Hope you enjoyed it. See you later. Good luck in round one. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.